0: Thank you. Welcome to The Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. We're two moms aspiring to create elegant spaces and gracious homes while dealing with real-life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us, and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up,
1: and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. On today's episode, we'll talk with home organization pro Ashley Murphy, co-founder of The Neat Method. Ashley will keep us grounded as we focus on one of the most utilized rooms in our home, our kitchens. We'll talk kitchen drawers, our pantry, And why a mom command station is just something that can't be ignored.
0: We'll also learn exactly why the dishwasher is the hub of the kitchen and what exactly a bachelor keeps in his pantry. All that and more on this week's episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home. Kirsten Dunlap. How you doing? Hi, Graham. Good to chat with you. Welcome to the Home Hour, everyone. Thank you. Welcome. Well,
1: thank you. It's nice to be welcomed. Um, episode 73. This is our eighth episode of the Home Hour. So what we thought we'd do with our introduction today, just kind of do a little bit of housekeeping, kind of talk to our listeners. We are thrilled. Every week, we're getting our statistics and feedback. We are increasing our listenership. It seems like many of you are enjoying the show, and we are so grateful for that. We're thankful for your positive feedback, for your email, For your messages, for your comments on the webpage at thehomehour.com. And we just want to thank you. And then for those of you that, you know, maybe thought you were listening to Megan's show, Megan was the former host of The Home Hour. Uh, Megan's still on. She is hosting The Mom Hour, which is under the Life Listened banner of podcasts.
0: Right. I think there maybe was some confusion from some of our listeners. Um, We got some feedback, and it just, I think people were just, a couple people were just preferring Megan's style, which is totally okay. Okay, taking over a show um, is, you know, it's not going to, we're going to be a different show. Um, we're, we're, when we say the home hour, I think we're focusing more on the home hour as in terms of like the house and, you know, DIY projects, decorating, entertaining, how to make your home like a lovely place. Um, and Megan and Sarah are still doing what they do, which they do fabulously. And they're over at the mom hour. So be sure to listen. If you were looking for more of a parenting style home show, the mom hour is a great place to find Megan and Sarah. Um, but, uh, you know, we're moms living in homes. So I think this show is a, is a great thing to add to your subscription list as well. And we're going to be talking, um, primarily to experts because Graham and I, uh, love this kind of stuff, but, and we've got a lot of great tips that we've picked up a long way, but we want to, we want to keep increasing our knowledge and bringing in some really awesome experts. Right. The kind of top of the trend people who can keep us on our A game.
1: And I think that doesn't mean, and I think Kirsten and I, we we talk about this a lot. Our A game is not perfection. Nothing we do is perfection. I think Kirsten and I agree that a backyard barbecue with paper plates is the norm in our households, but we like to welcome people and we like to try to make things as nice as they can be. Uh, and that just means making people feel as comfortable as they can be in our homes across the board, whether that's keeping homes uncluttered so that people feel comfortable, whether it's breaking out the fine china every now and then. Um, it does not mean all our or none it just means what can we do on this day or on every day to try to make things a little more special for the people that we love and we care about and we hope that you will join us as our listeners and get some good tips and advice and create the homes that you're looking to create
0: that right special. and i think I think there's kind of this um, this thought of, you know, if it's not casual, then it's not fun. And I just don't think that's true. Um, and again, like you said, we do so much casual at my house. And I think as moms, it's easy to default into casual. Um, but it's kind of like my analogy is always like, you know, if my husband took me to McDonald's for an anniversary, like, I'd be pretty darn upset. It's like, no, like, do something special for me. Like, let's do and not about spending a ton of money or, um, you know, being crazy, but just the idea of like, this is a special moment. And we want to celebrate that and I love the idea of just sort of challenging people to do things um, you know to make to make things a little bit more special and you know what I know I have kids but I'm breaking out my place that's because like I have them like they're they're hidden somewhere but I know I got them for my wedding that's yeah, so, right and let's like find new ways to use them and let's totally be silly and
1: goofy and create you know parties that maybe the for example I'll give you an, a great example is on Friday night this is cracking me up Kirsten you're gonna love this um, my son just graduated from first grade and a few of the boys have little crushes. Um, They have some girls that they're interested in, which just blows my mind. Maybe we can ask Megan and Sarah about that for what's going on in their little developmental minds. But we are hosting a little dinner party on Friday night for two quote-unquote couples, which is the (laughs) silliest thing in the world. Um... And, but they wanted to do it. The boys have decided that they have two girls they'd like to invite over for dinner. And uh, Cohen even asked me if he could move the furniture in the living room so that after dinner they could have a little dance party. So, um, you know. Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. I have no idea what to serve, you know, because I'm just sometimes you just get tired of serving chicken fingers and hamburgers and all those kind of things since I feel like they eat those just on rotation every single day. So, if you have any advice or tips of what I should serve,
0: would love it. But- oh, awesome. Well, one more thing about housekeeping is that we are definitely um, still learning this as we go and we're having so much fun doing it and, you know, like I said, we've gotten great feedback But um, and for the people who've actually taken the time to, to write us an email, I mean, thank you. That is so kind of you. Um, but we would love to get advice, too. We'd love to hear um, what you're liking, what what you would like to see less of, what topics you're interested in. We've got, um, gosh, so many really interesting guests coming up from everything from party planning to some really cool DIY and just all sorts of fun stuff, but we would love to get your feedback. So um, if you are liking the show, please go ahead and um, leave us a review in iTunes. That would mean quite a bit and to us. And then also, please send us an email with your thoughts at hello at the home hour because um, we want to keep giving you things that you like and giving you things that are relevant and helpful to your lives. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for And listening. then speaking of things that are relevant and helpful to our lives, organization. Ashley Murphy. So we have the founder
1: of The Neat Method, Ashley Murphy. She's actually one of the co- founders, her company has grown all across the United States. They have nearly 30 locations with home professional organizers all across the country. And their methodology has been featured in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal. I believe it's been in Oprah Magazine. It's been in the Southern Living Publications. Ashley and the Neat Method are really kind of big time. They know their stuff. And we said, listen, Ashley, you're so good at what you do. We need you to just dial it down for us. Um, Start with the kitchen. And so today we're going to be chatting all about making our kitchens into an organized space and she had some fantastic tips i have to say that blew
0: my mind it was one of those aha moments if you will well it definitely has inspired me my junk drawer is going to be it's going to be changing quite a bit by next week you won't even you won't even recognize my junk drawer so um yeah so hopefully you find it as helpful as we did and we will see you next week uh with another wonderful guest but please enjoy this time with ashton murphy So we are here now with Ashley Murphy from The Neat Method, one of the founders, in fact, of The Neat Method, and we're just so happy to have you here. Ashley, welcome to the Home Hour. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And where are you located again within, within the country? Um, so I actually live in Chicago. In Chicago, great, yeah, okay. But you started right. in California. You've got, the Neat yeah. Method is
2: all over the country. Is that correct? Yep. So we um, we started in San Francisco about seven years ago, um, actually a little more than seven years ago. And so I have my co-founder that's there, and then another owner of the company that lives in um, Florida. So we're kind of the three of us run the show, but then have some employees that are based elsewhere which is kind of fun.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, when we knew we were going to have the chance to chat with you, we were trying to figure out what to talk about and Graham and I both came to the exact uh, same answer immediately which was kitchens. kitchens. Um, what, what is the deal with kitchens? Why is it that when you're thinking about having a professional organizer on your show, immediately kitchens are what jumped to mind? Why? Yeah. Are, why are they so Well, you to know
2: totally. So I, I feel like kitchens, we could go on and on about for hours, um, just because they are so, there's just so much to them. Um, you know, and I think the easiest way for me to explain it is that if you think of anywhere else in your house, so like think of your closet, the categories are really simple. So in a closet you have your clothes, you have your shoes, your bags, your belts, ties, you know, jewelry and you're done. In a kitchen, if you really go through all the different categories, there's just so much to them. I mean, you have a blender, a, you know, can opener, a wine opener, like it's very, very broad. Um, so it's really, or I should say, you know, there's just so many different categories. So it's hard to, it's really hard to, Put them all in their locations, especially when kitchen sections are so small. Mm -hmm. So I think people oftentimes just get overwhelmed where they're like, okay, I have this wine opener and a can opener. Do those go in the same drawer? Or what about like all of the, you know, juicers and crock pots and where does where does all of that actually live? Um, so I think people just get overwhelmed with how they use their kitchen and what, you know, those those gadgets I'm referring to, like how often do you actually use them, you know? Well, that's a great, is there a rule of thumb? Because
1: I struggle with that all the time. You know, like I make pasta maybe once every two weeks and so I'm like, oh, this colander, it's so large. Do I keep it? Yeah. Do I, I mean, what I feel like sometimes I don't use a lot of my stuff but I can't get rid of it because every now and then I will you know break out the lobster cracker or whatever totally. it
2: is. You know, there isn't necessarily a rule of thumb. I think the rule of thumb is to basically ask yourself how you use your space. Do you cook a lot? Do you entertain more? Like where like how often are you needing those items that you're kind of referring to? Um, are you a baker? Are you never touching those cookie cutters? I, you know, I think it's one of those things where you really have to get to know the way you function in your kitchen and then the layout of it goes from there. Okay. Uh, I like it. So, yeah.
1: So, let's, yeah. Let's, let's dive into a first question. So, I think a lot of our listeners are moms or are having to kind of cook in a utilitarian way. What is the first thing? Say you walk into my house. I basically, my job is to get a meal on the table for two little boys and make my husband something. Thing. Like, could you? What would you do in the working mom's kitchen? What would you tackle yeah. first if you walked into my house?
2: Um, so you'll probably love this. We, we, you know, the saying: the kitchen's the heart of the home. Yes. We oftentimes will say we actually feel that your dishwasher is the heart of the kitchen. So we feel that you need to lay out. Your everyday go-to items around that dishwasher's location. So it's gotta be that ease of how you unload that, you know, all of your clean dishes and where you're putting them away. So that, those sections we would call your prime real estate of a kitchen. Um, and it really is just based on how you would function them. You know, you're, you're in a hurry most times. You're trying to get the kids out the door, but you need to unload the dishwasher to get them breakfast or, you know, whatever that is. It's, it's that ease of placement of those items. And that's a really clever way to look at it too, I feel like, because if you think about it,
1: what you, what you're stacking into your dishwasher week after week after week is really kind of what you're using
2: the most. Absolutely. So that should be, you know, that prime real estate around it, whether it's the drawers or the cabinets above or cabinets below or, you know, floating shelves or whatever it is, like it really needs to revolve around that location. So anytime we're going into a client's home, that's the very first thing we do. We actually open up the dishwasher and then we kind of almost like literally walk the steps. So, okay, if I were going to unload this, why would this person's silverware be all the way, you know, 10 steps this direction, but then their plates are right here. So we will literally walk around it and how you would unload it.
0: Oh actually as you're saying this I'm going through my morning and my first thing in the morning um is unloading the dishwasher, and I used to be really into my Fitbit. Yeah. And as you're saying this, by the time I'd <laughs> unloaded my dishwasher, i had like 500 steps. And while you're saying this, I'm thinking about everything I put away is totally on the opposite of the I kitchen. Love it. But and yeah, I think at, at least you're skinny. I mean, no, 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 going for you. <laughs> no. oh, I, skinny I wish, by dishes, I'm yeah. right, so, right? What's your workout? Um, a really poorly laid out kitchen is my <laughs> is my method. Oh my gosh, how funny! That's awesome. But no, it's true. You're you're making me really rethink everything because I bake like. Twice a year, and my baking supplies are right next to my dishwasher, and yeah. my plastic cups that we use seven hundred times a day are on the other side. That's a really good strategy. I like that. Yep. That's, so that's now does that that's a secret to our success. Oh
1: man, I can't believe you gave us that. Was a gem. That was a true diamond. I feel like we need to send you a check for this. I mean, right? Right? I love it. Well, okay. Does that bleed over into the pantry? Because I mean, I think as busy moms, we're also I spend a lot of time. Looking at the pantry, thinking about the pantry, um, I see beautifully organized pantry. Mine looks like it's sponsored by General Mills. It is. Um, <laughs> I love it. I just throw, or maybe Sam's Club as well. It's yeah. like half General yeah. Mills, half Sam's Club. Um, but you see these gorgeous pantries that you walk into that are all glass jars and um, beautiful Tupperwares. What's your What's your thought about organizing a pantry?
2: Yeah. So you know, a lot of what you're seeing there and why you're seeing it is just because of this trend that everybody's kind of moving to this like less is more movement especially I would think in the last couple years a little bit you know you have Marie Kondo to think for that with her magic of tidying up type book um, which it, we're not complaining about because I feel like it's putting organizing on the map a little bit more um, but I think that you have to kind of just ask yourself like are you a less is more type person or do you have three kids at home and it's just going to be impossible to keep up with? I think that the glass jar stuff is beautiful. We obviously do it every day with neat method. You know, we have girls all across the country that are doing pantries every day. Um, and I would tell you that not every pantry we do is a, Individual container or beautiful glass jar, like that's not happening. Um, thank you, thank yes. you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, first of all, to do that, it's really expensive. Those those damn containers are seventeen. Yes, you know, seventeen dollars, twenty dollars. Like it, it adds up when you buy fifty of them for your pantry. So Agreed. I do. Again, we do it all the time. We have clients that want that Pinterest perfect pantry. Don't get me wrong, but we would. definitely say that the more functional or budget conscious pantry are those that I I do believe things should be categorized. Don't get me wrong. But Mm -hmm. I think it kind of goes to that whole prime real estate conversation again, where you're like, okay, I do have children. The oldest is nine years old. So he's pretty self-sufficient. So what we're going to do is we're going to put those prime items that I do not mind my children getting to at a lower level so that they can access them. Now, what I mean by the individual categories is instead of buying all of those containers that we were just talking about, what if you just buy one basket that actually holds all of your cereal? So you put those boxes or you maybe even take them out and have them in their, you know, just the baggies and you have them all in that one basket. Or same thing with baking. I'm kind of I am kind of a less is more girl, but I'm like, what if you just had all of your baking in one basket? Or maybe your cookie cutters are in one, but then the sugars, the, you know, the powdered sugars, the flour, the chocolate chips, like those are all in another basket. So that is definitely more cost of, you know, cost efficient or you're saving a lot more because, You then don't have to buy the individual expensive containers. You're just buying one basket that houses that one category. Um, I also think that's kind of a cool hack, too, because I feel like
1: whenever I go to bake muffins or whatever it is I'm trying to bake, I'm always searching for the sugars on one side, the flours on the other side. And if you kind of kept all those items together, you could just take out
2: all your baking supplies at once and have it be a little bit easier. Totally. And it honestly, like... I would I would even say to you like let's just say we'll use baking as the category. If you can't fit it all in one large basket that fits on your shelf, you probably have too much of it. And and again, maybe if you are the the mom or the person that's baking every day, fine. Like the argument could be had that it's okay to have a couple baskets that contain it. But I think in general, any category of your of your pantry should all be be able to fit in one one basket, and it should hold all of those items. For freshness and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and I think you just have to figure out, like, okay, what are all my categories? Is it breakfast? Is it snacks? Is it, um, you know, we oftentimes will do, like, pastas and grains. So one whole basket has your rice and pasta. Um, maybe breads even, you know, in that basket. It really goes down to that idea of figuring out what you actually own, And then mapping it out and putting it in those baskets that we're referring to. Okay, I'm like going it.
1: on a total side note here, just because I want to know and I'm curious and I feel like we have a star's tell-all. Uh-huh. On your website, it seems like you do some bachelor pad apartments. What do bachelors yeah. have in there? What do bachelors
2: keep in their pantries?
1: I'm just curious.
2: Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> I probably can't say this on the, on this phone call. Do it. <laughs> I would love it. Um, I mean, you find a lot of hidden cigarettes. Uh, you, you would be shocked what I find in bachelors' pantries. Um, so
0: how does I mean, one organize secret cigarettes? Just kidding. Just kidding. I know, right? <laughs> (laughs) They go on that upper shelf and it's labeled like treats.
2: (laughs) Um, um, You know, it really, it it varies what we find there. I think they definitely don't have a supply of food. I mean, it's kind of like when I leave and my husband's like, yeah, I had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and cereal all weekend. I'm like, we have other food in our house. Why are you only eating that? Right. Why Um, are you just, yeah. You can just go to the extra effort. Totally. Um, But uh, yeah, they, it. There's not much, but then again, you'll, I think you'll,
0: you, or we do find that a lot of men do the cooking in the house, believe it or not. Wow. No, they're definitely medical. I'm always amazed because my husband does not cook at all. But I know I have a lot of friends whose husbands. I have one friend whose husband makes these beautiful dishes and then sends her pictures of them on his phone. Oh yeah, I'm like Gosh. this is you're great. Really, you're like,
1: wow. Could some yeah. of our listeners send us an email about this? Hello at thehomehour.com and let us know if you have cooking husbands. I'd be thrilled to know how many husbands <laughs> cook. Sorry, we've totally taken you off topic. No, I think, about I love yes, it because I, I can't
0: it. I can't waste my time with you because my kitchen is a disaster as we've already <laughs> we've already established with this the cups being in place. But my other one of my other big problems is yeah. my junk drawer, which I was not going to have a junk drawer. We yes. have brought in a junk drawer, a, like a full. You know, separate piece of furniture now, which serves as a junk drawer and <laughs> a junk armoire. It, it really yes. is like a junk armoire. That's exactly so what I mean put it. And I love like, it. I, I will take a picture of this and and put it on the show notes so you can see how sad this is. Yes. What? E- why do I have this in me. my kitchen? Well, why do I have duct well, tape? And- I think it's because people are
2: looking for that like quick catch-all section. You know, mm-hmm. in their in their life, we'll say it doesn't have to just be that junk that so-called junk drawer. But I think what happens is is when you don't have systems, and obviously I've been doing this for eight years, so I I know that the majority of households do not have a system in place, it is really easy to have that that one well I know there's multiple so have a junk drawer location or have that junk armoire location and you're like oh this is great it just starts to become like mad chaos right it's a
0: magnet like the junk calls out to more junk and says come hang out right right and I think like what I would tell you or I would tell your listeners
2: like Again, much like your kitchen, look at it and see what's in it and see how it's functioning. What is starting to to gather there or corral there? Um, is it... You know, is it coupons because you cut coupons to take shopping with you? Is it receipts? Um, you know, do you have packs of gum that just get thrown in there and you definitely try to grab one as you're walking out the door every day? I think it's like a matter of, again, figuring out what's going in there. If it's batteries and Band-Aids and... Um, iPhone chargers and uh, that's just all thrown in there. I would tell you there's just not a system
0: in your house then for those other things. It is everything you named. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. I'm sitting exactly. here going, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Birthday candles, um, lighters,
1: um, Cigar- extra batteries, Cigarette boxes, yeah. <laughs> cigarettes, <laughs> T- Treats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: treats. <laughs> okay. What are you talking about, Ashley? <laughs> no, never never seen it. Um, never, so never. I'm no tell you again. It's obviously we don't believe in a in a junk drawer. Um, you know, I think that the very first thing that you know should belong in this drawer is an actual drawer divider, like an, an actual plastic insert or something that would allow you to have different categories. So even if you did have to keep your gum or keep those Band-Aids in a junk drawer, they are the only thing that's allowed to live in that one section of that plastic insert. hmm That's So then then you have that and it almost like creates the roadmap for you. You know, you're then able to put together that puzzle. And when batteries start going in with the band-aids, like, you know that you got to take that extra step to put them elsewhere.
0: That mm-hmm. You know what? That's, that's brilliant. I'm gonna, How I'm, do you feel, though, like, about really having... I'm, like, re-inspired about my junk drawer now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Or your junk armoire. Okay, can uh,
0: I ask... A, I'm sorry, girl. Can I ask a question about... Um, it's kind of along the similar vein, but I know you're a mom, and this is a true struggle for me, is um, we, we remodeled our house, and I originally set up a kitchen office. Yeah. Uh, like, my scent com, if you will. And I think yes. there's... A, you know, on Pinterest, there's lots of pictures of the kitchen scent com. Our remodel plan changed. It had to be ripped out. So... Um, I, I now, I just don't know what to do because I have a, I have a little office in my bedroom, but no matter what, it seems like you start with this, an innocent school calendar and then it becomes a permission slip and then it becomes a party invitation. And before you know it, you have two offices. Yep. Can we talk about the kitchen office and the mom sent calm and yeah. how you keep those two things separate or do you just embrace it and move your entire office into the kitchen or do you just keep things out of the kitchen? Like this um, is a big yep. struggle. Totally get it. So I definitely would tell you, first and foremost, only have
2: one location. I think that this, this rule kind of applies across the board of all of these topics. Like, have that one location for the mom center or have that one location even for those kitchen gadgets I was referring to earlier. When you start to or even this, like, junk drawer idea. When you start to have it in multiple areas of your home, it's inevitable that it will become cluttered. It will become this, like... Oh my gosh! Where did I put the kids' like calendar or homework or you know whatever, whatever it is? It's it, there's, you're going to have one kid's in your bedroom office and one kid's in the kitchen office. So no matter what, it needs to be in one area. And again, if it doesn't fit into that one area, you have to readjust your organization in your house and those those so called systems in your house. Does that make mm. sense? It so does. that's my that is like my first rule. Like we cannot be in multiple places with this category. It's actually like one of the most cluttered areas of most of our clients' homes. So I think then when you're looking at that particular space, so call it a like you know area that's off the garage when you walk in your home, or it is that little like, small section of your kitchen that acts as a desk. Um, I think it is just a matter of putting in the right products. Um, so if that's file folders in a drawer or th- that, that it drawer... the cork that I, board um, for invitations and exactly. calendars. it's a matter of having the right products that work for the way you function. So you might think it's great and you're going to go out and get that cork board and then you realize... You just never put anything up, or if you do, it's like paper on top of paper on top of paper. So of course you lose that one that's you know buried underneath all of them. So maybe a corkboard doesn't work for you. Um, but I think you know our besides the dishwasher, this might be neat methods second uh, second you know money maker, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, you. It's we always tell you to do your organizing first. So make sure that you know your categories. Make sure that you know what needs to live in that mom center, mom office of your you know life. And do your organizing, get your categories, get it sorted, and then figure out those products. So don't go run out and buy that corkboard because it, you know, you think it sounds great um, until you know, okay, I think that I just need a a little area for the kids' activities. And it's I really only have five pages, you know, five pieces of paper any given week or month. So a cork board actually would work because I really only, I rotate these 10 pages, you know, Mm -hmm. from time to time. But again, I don't think you can
0: make decisions on products until you know what actually lives in that space. So you don't walk through the container store and be inspired. You've got to go home and really, like, Like map it out. Can I ask one other follow-up question to that? Have you seen those, like, that concept of, like, kitchen or an office in a basket? Like, a traveling office? Is that a good idea? I mean, to be honest, I've never seen it. um, So I'm going to tell you no. It's a bad (laughs) idea.
2: (laughs) If you see it, shut it down. (laughs) I I guess I'm thinking it's, like, maybe a little unrealistic. I mean... You're already having a problem with just one small office in your kitchen that's now an office in your bedroom, too. Like, I think a traveling office is probably not going to go very
1: far. <laughs> so, Nick, do you think having a library card in your house where you could just move things from one side to the other? Like, I remember growing up, basically, if we – and my mom would always scream at us. Like, if it was, there was, like, a pile of just junk at the bottom of the stairs, and it would basically be like, if you're going up, bring it up, you know? Or, yeah. And now it's like, if you're going this way, take the pile. And it's like you had to drop things
2: from room to room I as you kind of move through the house. Wait, I um, kind of love this. (laughs) It's kind of cute. But again, I... I think it depends on your layout of your home and the space and if it works and if you can make that thing look cute rolling through your house, then sure. (laughs) I just need something because I feel like what happens is I drop it all in the same corner and
1: it could be wet bathing suits for when we come in or kids' shoes and it basically means it needs to make its way to the other side of the house at some point in time. Um, And nobody else seems to want to bring it but me. Um, But speaking of, so I have a smaller kitchen and some things just don't fit, like the wet bathing suits and whatnot. So what should I keep in the kitchen and what definitely needs to be moved to another room
2: anything that you just don't like yeah so okay so again in the kitchen I think it needs to be what you and your family need to function so if you're really not someone that uses that crock pot or uses all of the serving ware on a regular basis I would say to move that into um you know, another area of your home, maybe it is pantry shelving up high or, um, basement storage. Like I would really only keep in there what you need to function. Um, and again, I think it's like one of those things where it's like based on space, right? Um, so if your kitchen can hold all of it, great. The, the crock pot, though, is probably going to still be on a higher shelf than the kids' right. plastic cups that they're using every day. So I think that, um, you know, I think that's kind of just a, a based on your space.
1: Do you work with architects when designing homes yeah. from the get-go? Is that something yeah. that Neat Method can do?
2: Yeah, we do. Um, we actually, that's a huge aspect of what we do. We work with the designers and the architects on the layout of a space. Um, I'm going to totally throw some of them under the bus right now, but it's going to be great. So architects <laughs> are mostly men, um, believe it or not. And so when they design bachelor's per se? No. <laughs> exactly, right? When they design a kitchen or a home, they oftentimes forget actually the functionality of the items that we use in our home. So I would tell you that when we are brought in or, you know, when, I, you know, even when a designer is brought in, it doesn't actually all come together full circle the way you would want it to because you you really do need to do it based on how somebody lives so all of the questions we ask or even like all of the items we notice you know that you have that you live with and you own it's all different in every single person's house so i think you know a lot of times these homes are being built and and people are just kind of they become very cookie cutter and it's like okay well this is where the dishwasher goes and this goes here and then all of a sudden you realize like oh my gosh this person really is a baker and they they need all of these gadgets down low and there's just no storage for it so when when somebody like myself or an organizer is brought in on the front end of it and they're able to help them come up with the actual layout based on somebody's needs. It always works out much better. Um, so yes, the, the that was a long-winded answer to that, but we absolutely do work with architects. and it no, it's, That's, a great, really that's well. a great point.
1: I mean, I think that's I run across that every day. I, we like our home very much, but our garage is so far from the kitchen. And yeah. so, or it's, it's a ways from the kitchen. And you have to walk upstairs. And it was definitely designed by a man, because yeah. I'm sitting there going, I've got two small children. I've got millions of grocery bags I'm trying to bring in. They're heavy. I'm trying to load milk. There's no way I would ever park in the garage so right right yeah no.
0: So just, ho- I mean,
1: hopefully, a lot of your listeners aren't men because I maybe
0: just offended them. <laughs> no, you're. You're in. A, I think you're in a very safe space. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so obviously, it would be incredible to get to have you come in and um, be part of the design process. But for yep. for most of us, we're obviously moving into a house that's already built, and we just sort of have to make you know retrofit everything for our needs. So um, yeah, I know you said that the best thing to do is come up with the system first, but I have to ask, what do you have any favorite products for organizing kitchens and your favorite yeah. places to stop to? Shop any really good tools that you usually, you know, kind of always go to when you're doing a kitchen? Yeah, so um, we love
2: drawer inserts. You know, we there is not a kitchen that I've ever done in my life, or any Neat Method Girl for that matter, where a drawer insert was not added. Usually, um, the most substantial one in terms of the way it's built um we use a wooden one so it'll be either like a bamboo drawer organizer or some other stores have a little bit more of a high-end um more luxury you know better made i guess you could say um that would be somewhere like a williams sonoma nine times out of ten we are shopping at the container store Um, good old store. I know they're really just a one-stop shop for everything that you would need to outfit your entire home. Um, so that would, I, I definitely would recommend it. Um, I, I do find, or I should say a lot of my clients will let me know that when they go there, they feel very overwhelmed, um, that there's just so many products and you just don't know how to you know, approach the sec- you know, the different sections, not, you know, we're usually buying in the bath section stuff for your kitchen, believe it or not. So I, I hmm. think that, I would I would tell you to, you know, get on Pinterest, look at organizers' websites, look at organizers' um, Instagram feed. Neat, you know, obviously to plug my own company would be to look at Neat Methods. Um, but you'll get a good feel for what those products are. And then when you go there and you're like, okay, well, I noticed that Neat Method used a, this like plastic drawer insert for pencils, you know, for this junk drawer. Where do you find that? Um, so I think that you just have to learn how to navigate the product in order to navigate that store store um but it's we definitely use drawer inserts and then the other product i would tell you is baskets um we use them everywhere um we use them in the pantry um we'll you know we might even use them to hold your linens like maybe those those uh, cloth napkins that you use on your kitchen counter. Um, we just, we use them a lot, mostly the pantry for, for food. Um, but those two are, are definitely our go-to. Just kind of containing and harnessing what you already have. I
1: see rather than just throwing it willy nilly like I do.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, it just, it just starts, I think as soon as you feel more organized, you, your whole life just functions a little bit better.
0: It's totally true. And sometimes I feel this sense of when I go to the container store, like it's like this splurge, like I get really first world and I just start thinking I have all these things that I need to buy more things to contain my things. And like, what's wrong? But the truth is, like, am I going to, you know, sell every cup I own and every plate I own like no like I still am gonna buy soup packets like we're still gonna do these things so like to not organize them although it might feel like a waste I realize I I let things expire I can't find things and I have to buy them again like it's actually you know it is money well spent to have your stuff where you can see it and in an orderly way totally well and especially if you're if you're keeping you know if you're
2: keeping that one basket that does hold all those spices or you know section of your cabinet um Mm -hmm. Then if it starts to overflow, then I think that's kind of a good rule where it's like, yeah, I should probably start getting rid of some of these expired spices. And then, you know, if it's not organized, you are going to buy multiple chili powders. It's just going (laughs) to happen. So I think like. You know, I have four cumins currently in my spice rack.
1: Right? <laughs> for some and reason, guess, cumin plagues me. Right? And I guarantee two of those are expired. Totally oh, yeah. Oh. I have some from supermarkets that actually aren't in business anymore. <laughs> so good. You think I'm making that up. Ashley Murphy, we want to say a big thank you to you. Thank of you for course. coming on our show. You are an renowned home uh, organizer, and we hope that our listeners will check you out at The Neat Method. Yeah, Ashley, and, uh, where
2: can they find you? Um, so our website is neatmethod.com. Um, Instagram is our, our biggest, it's the most fun to follow these days. And that's just, our handle is at neat Um, we're obviously on Facebook and Pinterest. Um, so you can find us there and we're, we're also located in 20. Oh my gosh, I'm going to totally botch this 23 cities right now. And we're about to launch four more next week. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, so you can pretty much find us across the country. And if we're not there, we we definitely can find our way to you if need be. Yeah, or you will be there soon. Okay, yes. well, that's
0: so wonderful. Thank you, Ashley. Please go check out uh, the Neat Method website and, and all of those other great social media handles she just mentioned. And then, um, please, if you are just listening to the show, we would love for you to subscribe. And if you're enjoying it, please leave us a review so others can find us. Um, any questions, we're always available at hello at the home hour and follow us on Instagram at the home hour. Thanks so much everyone for listening and thank you Ashley for being here thank you guys have a good one you too this was fun thanks